Dripping in rings and robes Stepping out like I'm in a fresh pair of gators But I'm only in the living room Gotta stay clean Got company coming later I got the perfect seat Feel like we sitting courtside at the Lakers Maybe so, maybe not Either way, this is the couch creators This is the couch creators This is the couch creators All praise to the creator This is the couch creators This is the couch creators This is the couch creators All praise to the creator This is the couch creators What's going on, Kenfo? Welcome to another episode of the Couch Creatives Podcast brought to you by Rings and Robes in conjunction with the Repurpose Podcast Network. Look, I'm excited with what we're doing here. I'm your host, Emery Anderson, M.A., Pastor M., however you know me. Look, before we dive in to the topic today, look, this is what I need you to do. Wherever you're consuming this content, like, share, add, subscribe, whatever applies to you, please do that. Let folks know what's happening on the Repurpose Podcast Network, and then what's happening right here on the Couch Creatives Podcast. Look, I'm pumped today because we got a, we got a special guest in the living room today joining us on the couch. Like, um, I don't know if there's like documentation to prove this, but he may be the one person that has like more rings and robes apparel than myself. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But if I go back and look at the records, like like it, it, it's 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 neck and neck. Um, like this is this is my brother. Um, he pushes me to be better. He pushes me to to think uh, beyond just the norm. Um, a lot of just the creative push with what we do with the brand um, comes from conversations and dialogues and just transparent interactions um, with this guy. We've known each other for years. Uh, we we hoop together, ball together. Um, we, we push each other, pray for one another, support one another. Um, I know I probably wouldn't be the guy I am, part of the leader I am, um, without some of the influence and conversations that we've had. And, and you need people like that in your life. And so um, kind of in the words of Martin and Will Smith and Bad Boys, like we ride together and we stay fly together. Bad Boys for life. <laughs> Couch Creatives community, look, I need you to put your hands together and welcome to the couch in the living room today, my boy, Riley Holiday. What's going on, bro? How you doing, oh, man? Oh my goodness, dude. I'm, dude, I'm so honored and blessed by you, Emery. It's, it's funny, like, <laughs> as you were doing your intro, I was literally thinking, like, yeah, we're, we're kind of like the hybrid of Will and, you know, Marty Mart. If you put them there together, you go. we're both funny and good looking. So, yeah, like, Hey, hey I, I can roll with that. Yes, that, sir. That's all I'm saying. That's, all that's I'm saying. it. I'm with it. I'm with it, man. And, and, and you can, I don't care. You can be Martin or Will, like whichever one works for you. I'm cool Hybrid with either one. Combination, bro. So, dude, yeah, I'm, just, I'm thankful for your friendship, for your brotherhood. And um, thanks for having me as a guest. On the Absolutely, podcast. man. It's I, I couldn't I couldn't do this. This first wave of launching the Couch Creative podcast uh, without having you be in, in the mix, man. Wow. So I'm, I'm wow. grateful. I know your, your schedule is busy and what you guys are doing. Um, and what God is doing through you all and your leadership um, in Newport News in that area. So I thank you for, for your time, man. But look, of course, of course. I know you. I gave a little bit of background, but but let let the viewers, the people watching, listening, know a little bit about yourself, your family, like where you're located, yeah. what you're doing. No doubt, no doubt. So um, 
Yeah, I like to always start telling people I'm a church kid. You know, I say I, I grew up with a, a drug problem. You know, my mom drugged me to church about hey. four or five times a week, you know? Hey, so, I can relate, yeah. <laughs> so, so I was in there, baby, you know? I was like, why am I at the marriage group on Wednesday? I'm seven, you know, but I was there. So, <laughs> um, so obviously I love Jesus, met him early in life. Um, mm -hmm. Hooper, so, you know, we have that in common. Uh, grew mm -hmm. up in Raleigh, had hoop dreams, actually went to Shaw University. So, you know, I got some HBCU love. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from there, I spent about um, a little over a decade serving in the Air Force. Okay. Uh, I got the hoop right. in the Air Force. I met my girl, Tasha. I always got to give her a shout out. So, sure. you know, we met each other, fell in love, had kids. Um, so today we got four kids, two boys, two girls. Our oldest is 15. So mm. he's in that, hey, dad, run them keys. I need to get my learner's purpose. Yeah. Um, and our youngest, <laughs> our, our COVID baby, um, she's two. She'll be three this November. So, so we're just loving life. And um, yeah. what we get to do now um, is we're planting churches in coastal Virginia. Um, mm. and so we're part of Mana Church and we're doing this whole thing where we're trying to plant churches near every U.S. military base. Yeah. So our family parachuted into Newport News about two years ago. And um, yeah, God's been doing some faithful things, but that's kind of like a quick um, intro to, to who I am and who my family is. I got to meet Emery. Uh, man, it's probably been about 10 years I've known you now. I bro. think so, like, man. Yeah. yeah, that's wild. Um, through small groups. Um, mm -hmm. So I know like, you know, you were serving in that space. Um, and then that's where we connected. Right. And it just it's just one of those instant relationships, man. Right. It's like we had so much in common. Uh, you've always been a brother to me. I'm not going to you know, beat that drum too much, but I, I do love you, man. I'm just thankful yeah, man. Um, just for your influence in my life. So so that's me in a nutshell. No, no, man. Super dope. Yeah, it, it bro. When I'm thinking about it, it has been like a decade. I remember been a man. Uh, <laughs> me and Shinnick in that like small groups kind of yeah. growth track space. Um, and you were coming in in that um, in that that first group. I think no it was one lots, of the first groups no I was a beard. part of leading. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how man. much life functioning that way, man. But Bro, man, <laughs> that's that's crazy. Just to just to think back on that. And so so now you are leading Mana Church, Newport News, um, in that Tide Water area. And yeah. so I want I want to kind of hit this this topic because I know this this relates to. Um, a lot of your background and even just some of your present now with, you know, having to be innovative and, and creative in, in leading the charge and some of the vision stuff for, for manna in, in that area and in, in leading the church and young leaders and things of that sort. So I want to kind of dive into this, this idea and talk a little bit about um, how sometimes limited resources or like scarcity of resources can push creativity now i know that to yeah. be true um i started my music kind of endeavors early but more so like in college is when i got into like writing and producing and recording and my resources were super limited like so i was learning how to do everything i was making music in my dorm room but some of the most creative things that i've done that kind of helped launch my approach to music now or how i write now like took place in a space where I had limited resources, but it required me to, you know, think outside the box. But yeah. I feel like this conversation is going to help somebody because like, what do you do when your 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 resources um, are like super limited? We're talking about thinking outside the box. Like, what if you don't even have the box? Like, right, what's your right. what's your creative <laughs> approach then? Like, you still got to get the thing done. So what's yeah. what's going to transpire and happen then? So like, I want to look at this idea 
And um, how has this looked for you in in like church planning? Because some of what some of what I do and and part of my call, I feel like is is assisting and helping resource like church planners. I mean, we've had this conversation before where it's like, at least in this season of my life, I don't feel called to plant a church, but I do have a heart for assisting church planners with, you know, carrying out their vision, helping supply resources, developing leaders, um, getting things and systems in play. But for you as a church planning, a church planner leading a church plant now, how have you seen having to be creative or having limited resources pushing creativity? Yeah, dude, that's, that's a great question. Um, and honestly, like your, your question really to me has become a philosophy. I, I really mm. do think it's like a, a kingdom principle of like, not just for church planters or creatives, but like, this is what it means to follow God. Right. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of circle back to, to that thought in a second, yeah. but uh, I think God started teaching me this lesson even when I was in the military. Um, so I got to serve in special operations. And I ain't gonna lie, like before I got recruited into it, I thought, okay, so this is like the Jason Bourne stuff. So obviously you have a budget and all the gadgets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> and then you actually do a mission. I'm like, oh, y'all really got me out here with two paper clips right now. Like, yeah. but I gotta I gotta make it happen. And so um I, I really do think that's the environment for creativity is mm. when you have limited resources. So think about our God um, when it's like, Hey, we have no more wine. He's like, give me that water and watch me work. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It, 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 or there's a woman who's been dealing with a medical issue for over a decade. He's like, Oh, just touch my robe. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, and, and so I think we have to get in those spots where it's like, unless God shows up, I got nothing. Yeah. So knowing that he's the creator, I like to tell our team that creativity is when the creator steps in. I love it. Um, and so you have to put yourself in those situations where he can step in. So as a church planter, um, man, church is expensive in America. Like a lot of, bro, a lot of things <laughs> like just like this was when we launched, but just to get to your first service, yeah. you're talking about $300,000. Wow. Like, and, and that's just to do it once. Right. And you yeah. gotta figure, oh, we got to do this again next week. Like, you yeah. know, um, and so obviously that that means you have to um, put a priority right mm -hmm. on where you put resource because you don't have unlimited resource. You exactly. have very limited resource. Um, another thing this is interesting that I learned as a church planter, church planting is the most effective way to reach lost people with the gospel. Mm. And that begs the question, why? Because Yeah, unpack so that a little bit. Yeah, because there's so many great churches. I mean, my wife's traveling. She's in California right now at a church. And she, she texted me this morning. She was like, Riley, they got a building for every ministry. They got a kid's <laughs> building. They got a student building. I'm like, man, I just want one building. You know, right, like, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and what we see happen, again, it's just kind of the gravity is as things get more complex, mm -hmm. they require more resource. Right. And so um, when, when you are flush with resources, you tend, again, you got to fight this tendency, but you tend to be less desperate. Um, and so the reason why church planting is the most effective way to reach lost people is because as a church planter, I'm trying to talk to everybody in the city of Newport News and invite them to be a part of what God's doing through our local church. Right. Um, because I'm hungry. I'm desperate. Yeah. So that's why we got to keep planting churches just to take advantage of that momentum. Um, and so I would submit the same thing to any person who um, is creative or operating in some type of creative space. 
um, you just know that that's the, the hunger is what produces the results. Um, it's like, okay, I've thrown myself. I don't, I don't know another option, but just don't quit, you know, stay hungry, keep tackling the problem. And all of a sudden, um, a solution, something creative will manifest. So, man, bro, you know what? Like, I, I love the way you put that. Like I hadn't, I hadn't even really thought about it in that, like in that vein, like you even think about something like, like fasting, when you fast from something that you you're used to doing regularly and then when the fast is over, it's like you're craving that thing you wanted. That hunger has built back up for that yep. soda or that candy or that sweets or whatever, that meat, whatever it was, Come because on, yeah. of you kind of being taken out of like your comfort zone or the regular routine. So yeah. I, I love the the way you like analogize that, man. That's that's super dope. Um, yeah, man, that's 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 crazy. I love that perspective. So even even thinking about um talking about that that hunger from those limited resources kind of pushing that creativity i'm thinking some some of the most creative things that i've seen or been a part of creating have come from a place of limited resources and having like you right. said like I, I have this little bit here in my hand inviting god into that space talk about a time where something turned out better than maybe you even expected by not having what you needed you know, because sometimes you like, man, if, if we would have done that or had that, we wouldn't have gotten this result or this many people right. wouldn't have been impacted. So it actually worked out better that we didn't have this because it pushed us to do something beyond what we thought we needed. So, like, talk about a time where maybe it's it's with an outreach or something with planting that the result turned out better than you thought with you not having what you thought you needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of walking out one of those type of um, scenarios right now. Okay. Um, so September, this is like a church world rhythm, but everyone knows September's back to school, back to church. Right. Um, and and we're about two years old, so um, strategically we've done uh, paper mailers. Like we send out mm -hmm. a large piece mailer, hit every home in our city that's close to where mm -hmm. we worship, and invite them to church. And so this fall, again, we we're going to run the same play because we've seen results. Um, this fall, I was kind of trying to solve another problem, a staffing issue where I'm like, man, I need to throw some resource here. But that means well, I always operate from a zero sum, mm -hmm. meaning if I say yes to something, I got to say no to something else. Gotcha. Um, and and, and I, I bring that up because I don't want to lose that hunger that helps me be creative. Mm -hmm. So even as we scale and as we get to a place where, you know, God's blessed us with a lot of resource, I still operate from if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Yeah. Um, and, and so I had I had to say yes to this staffing thing, which means I'm like, man, I, I can't do this mailer that was going to cost me like 16 grand, bro. So that, yeah. that's, that's what it costs to send paper out to a bunch of people. Um, and so I took a risk. Um, my team, we prayed. We we're like, well, what if we just did a digital campaign only? That'll cost me $500. Mm. Um, and some of the things that we're learning post COVID, I'm just looking at how people have behaved since we launched the church. Most people yeah. check us out on YouTube. They'll watch us like four weeks before they ever come in person. Okay. And so like me knowing that I'm like, well, I need to invest in my digital footprint because they're not coming because of the mailer. Mm. They're coming because they saw me online or they saw our worship or whatever. Yeah. So I spent 500 bucks. So here, here's the cool part of the story. We have grown over 200 followers on Instagram in two weeks. Wow. 
like it was ridiculous. Like, mm. I mean, we're answering 20 emails a day. Like, so again, I don't get that traction from a piece of paper. Gotcha. Like, yeah. and, you, and we know people, I'm a Christian, man. I'm a pastor. Like I barely read my paper mail. Like if it's a bill, it might get my attention, but most of the time I'm like trash. Right. And right. So I don't, I don't want to ignore, like, don't hear that. I don't want to ignore all the wisdom, but I think there are yes. those moments as leaders, as creatives, or we're going to have to do something that's unconventional. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do something that um, may be repurposing or retooling mm. or rethinking the status quo and trust that maybe God's in it. And so yeah. Yeah, for us, man, like um, over this summer, um, again, just doing digital stuff. I didn't want to print anything because we're in the process of moving to a new space. Like we're meeting in a whole new space this fall. Um, we've grown by 100 people like man. in attendance. Yeah, so wow. just, just crazy God. things yeah. where again you're limited, you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. So you, you have go. to kind of what what's our important true north and let's invest there. So um so yeah, man, God's God's in it. He's faithful. So yeah, and I mean that 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 could be a big risk of kind of doing what you know to do and trying something different, and then you see this result happen, you know, and you just gotta, like you said, prioritize and, and saying yes to something else, saying yes to something does require you to say right. no to something something else because you you know you, you can't be in multiple places at multiple times and, and you got to be mindful of the resources so um no that's that's awesome bro i had to solve the staff piece too because like i think sometimes as creatives especially if you're a creative leader yeah sometimes you really need to invest in getting people who can help you keep what you can get, get yeah yeah so like it didn't make sense for us to keep adding more people when we can't retain them. So I had to invest in like, okay, we just need to kind of close the back door a little bit with yeah. a person who can lead. So, no, nah, that's 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 good. I, I love that. Um, so, so so talking about people and kind of like leading people and leading through people, um, being in those positions where you have to kind of step into a creative space because of res- like lack of resources or minimal resources or limited resources. Um, what are some of like the creative um, or even just kind of like new, like muscles, if you would kind of develop um, or built from having to step into some of those spaces because the the limitations on some of the resources, whether it be people or finances or tangible things sure. have kind of like pushed you into that you've seen like like i'm using this now and it's helpful for training the next stuff or developing this or maybe it's a teaching style or whatever the case may be like what were some of those things you saw develop from having to step into a space because of limited resources yeah um man this this is a good question bro you like you're gonna kill it with this podcast thing by the way like, <laughs> i appreciate it i mean just really like it's, it's thought provoking but it's also kind of emotional too because like okay. as i think about um how i've grown as a creative person um i didn't always think that was who i was yeah um like when i met you 10 years ago i wouldn't say that i'm creative yeah. Um, like I don't do art. I don't, my hands aren't gifted. Like you don't want me to draw you a picture. I can't even draw a straight line, bro. So I, that's why I just kind of remove myself from creative. Um, but I love how you said creative muscle. Mm. Um, it, it, it really is a muscle because the more I've had to work it out, the more I've had it under stress, under pressure, the stronger it's gotten. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah because I can't go hire a graphic designer or marketing expert or name something, I had to go figure out those things. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. um, 
I, I know my real excellent like Enneagram one type people. Maybe you need to cover your ears or your eyes on the podcast <laughs> for a couple of seconds. Um, but I was so desperate where good enough was acceptable for me. Mm. Um, like meaning, okay, this flyer that I made because I didn't have anybody is good enough. Yeah, um, yeah. And 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 the reason why I want to underline and highlight that for people is because as you continue to consistently deliver on good enough it suddenly becomes excellent yeah yeah right? yeah so so you you have to go through the process of working those creative muscles and um and and so yeah i i became more creative and and things got a little more excellent as i was consistent um even with social media um mm-hmm. consistency like you are the algorithm so just create content and let it perform like your job yeah. isn't to track its performance or try to figure out what will perform, just, just create content because people right. are coming for you yeah. um, because you're the only you. Um, and so I had to then start doing that with my team. Um, I realized now I have this eye for excellence that everybody on the team ain't measuring up to. But since I know I went through that process of development, yeah. right. I create space for, for other people to develop, which means sometimes for them, I got to take their, that's good enough. Because I'm I'm looking long term. I'm looking like, yep, yeah, we're gonna keep you being good enough, and then yeah. one day you're gonna be great. Um, I think that's I think that's how Jesus looked at a guy like Peter, who one moment he's all like, Jesus, I'll kill people for you. The next moment, Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan, you know that yeah. kind of thing. But but Jesus knew, hey, you're good enough. You keep showing up. You're gonna preach a sermon one day, and a thousand people are gonna get baptized. Mm. Um, and so I think we always have to have those eyes of faith uh, for people. So yeah. Yeah, man, I, I love that you you hit something that I think is key, like having enough like social awareness and emotional intelligence to know like, hey, I didn't go to school to be a graphic designer. Like I don't have this skill. So me right. putting extra hours in this to try to make it even better, like it's good enough, but to try to make it even better. And I, I don't necessarily know what the even better looks like. You could right. be putting those two or three hours in something else that you know you're skilled at know that you you need to be putting that time and attention to things that you can only give your attention to versus yeah. like okay I need something that says the info has the brand colors on it and it's the right dimensions like okay nothing's misspelled let's go you know so Keep I think that moving, you that's yeah. that's wisdom using that emotional having emotional intelligence to know like let me just keep doing it consistently develop that muscle but let let me let me not give too much time to it cuz it's going to take away from other things that I need to be doing that that matter a little bit more, you know? So Absolutely. Um, that's, yeah. su- that's super dope, man. Um, look, normally this is where where I would, where we would kind of end and kind of wrap up, but uh, I want to, I want to keep this dialogue going. Like this is going to have to be like a, like a two part, a two part deal. So look to my kinfolk couch creators. If you're watching this, um, make sure you, you catch part two of this. We're going to say this is the wrap up of a part one, but we're going to keep the dialogue. We're going to keep the dialogue going. So make sure you check out, Part two. This is the couch creators. This is the couch creators. This is the couch creators. All praise to the creator. This is the couch creators. This is the couch creators. This is the couch creators. All praise to the creator. This is the couch creators.